The Rick Jensen Show on AM 1150 and 1017 FM WDEL. Well, the government's response to the pandemic has changed a lot in the way that you live. In fact, now more and more businesses are saying, hmm, you know, we have a lot of employees here who are thriving by working from home. Of course, we also have millions who are suffering because they can't go into work as well. And now we're also seeing how some kids do really, really well when it comes to remote learning, but other kids, not so much. The Delaware Republican Party is calling for a statewide virtual learning center for those kids who are doing quite well at this. Also expanded charter programs in the wake of the pandemic, as reported by WDL News. And I saw that and I thought, well, wait a second, uh, I can't see that happening because, honestly, the big education union uh, has all the control over education here in the state of Delaware. Ron Russo is one of the guys who was uh, very progressive-minded when it comes to education. He was president of St. Mark's uh, Private School and also the very first president of Wilmington Charter School, the first charter school, which is all set up by you know Leo Strine and then uh, Mike Ferguson. Ron's on the phone right now. Ron, thanks for being on. It's my pleasure, and I thank you for the invite. So it's interesting how you guys are talking about you know expanding virtual learning and and also making sure that the kids who learn best in school uh, need to have these options for them. But before we get into that, just on the very surface of this, I I can't see how any sort of uh, advancements in education can ever happen in Delaware when we have. Uh, the DSEA, so uh, influential. I've heard people in education call it a stranglehold on um, any sort of progressive ideas on education here in the state of Delaware, and also that plus the Department of Education. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I want people to know the history here. Uh, it was Mike Ferguson uh, who wrote the charter law, the charter school law with uh, with Leo Strine, correct? That is correct. And the whole idea of charter schools was to be an experimental education center where you would try different models, lead kids to learn how to learn, what's best for the individuals, and then take those successful models and apply them to the public schools in Delaware. Is that correct? Almost. Okay. What part is not what add to it then? Okay, here's what it is, because I worked with uh, Mike Ferguson in putting the first charter school together. Yes. And I was able to get from him a clearer understanding as to what, it, what we were supposed to accomplish with the charter school law. And here's why there was such a move. It was to help create a systemic change. Now, I know we talk about individual schools and we talk about um, you know, finding out what the, the, the local kids want, how they succeed, and, and everything else. But the primary purpose of this change was to change the way the system of education operates here in the state of Delaware. And the reason is, if you take a look at the past, like, 30, 40 years, the system has not produced the results we were interested in. The idea was to use charter, a, a few charter schools as models to see how to operate. In other words, you've got to make a distinction between what a school does and how it does it. In other words, how do they carry out these things? 
that's what Charter was all about. And I'm going to give you a, a, an exchange that I had with Mike Ferguson at lunch because I was trying to find out what's so special about a charter school. And here's what he said to me at lunch. He said, Ron, except for federal laws and laws involving health and safety, you're free to do whatever you want, but you have to be willing to accept the responsibility for the outcome. Notice that's not what happens in the traditional public schools. Those administrators are told what to do, when to do, how to do, how you're going to measure it, and everything else. The idea was we have to free up, if you will. Now, you talked about the teachers' union. The key component in any educational system would be the teachers. Actually, what a charter, the way the charters were designed, or the charter school law was designed, was to get the teachers more involved. It was to give them a bigger say. In other words, what do you need to get success with the students? People don't seem to understand that's the reason for this change. That education reform, which started back in 1995, had to do with a systemic change. And actually, I think the teachers would actually, <clears throat> excuse me, would actually enjoy, and I think they would adopt that concept. Remember, so let me, let, let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. That sounds like the direct opposite of what's happening. It's top down. Whether during the Bush administration, no child left behind, which became no consultant left behind, I think. And then you had race to the top during the Obama administration, which was more like a slog to the bottom common core, uh, for example. That doesn't that sort of take um, oh, take the opportunities for teaching effectively out of the hands of the teachers in the classroom. Rick, you are absolutely correct, and now that's why you're talking to a very frustrated individual, because I know what was supposed to happen. As a matter of fact, I got hired to implement that concept of uh, local control. It was local control and accountability, and that's precisely what we did with the first charter school. We operated um, you know, pretty much independently, but we were held accountable for the results. That model never got implemented across the board, and the reason for it is pretty short and simple. It was backed by a consortium of six businesses headed up by the DuPont Company. It included Delmarva Power, Hercules, Verizon, Christiana Care, uh, Zeneca. And what happened was those companies, the leaders, were behind it. Within the first, I'm going to say, two or three years, all the leaders were gone, so the supporters were gone. And the guy that was really behind it, Mike Ferguson, who actually wrote the law, yeah, he died. So who took over? Rick, let me ask you this. Who took over the charter schools? Department of Education. You got it. The very system that was supposed to be changed took over the change agent. And that helps to explain why we didn't get the uh, improvement that we were looking for. Yeah, it's true enough when it comes to the education and how people who live here in Delaware are always disappointed. You had the president of the University of Delaware saying, well, the reason we don't have more Delawareans at the University of Delaware is because your K-12 through is a mess, and you need to fix that if they want to go to college at their own state college. Great. Yeah, as a matter of fact, Thanks. I think they're, they are the ones who said that 53% of entering Delaware graduates require some sort of remediation. Now, think about that. 53% of the, our high school graduates going into our own university require remediation. And I'm telling you, our students are a lot better than that. All right, let's get to the issue at hand. And yeah. over the last few weeks on this program, 
whether it's email, live calls, text messages. I've got so many parents who are struggling. They're crying at midnight because they don't know what to do. Do do I quit my job and try to go on unemployment and stay home with my child and my child has to be engaged in virtual learning at home? Right. Um, I can't really afford a private school for them to go into the classroom and, and learn. And I'm not kidding. This has caused so much stress and, and angst amongst so many people, thousands of folks here in Delaware. They don't know what to do. And and I was reaching out to a lot of groups over the last few weeks, primarily religious groups, right. asking, are you working toward? And they are. They're, they're trying to get something going here. But it, it's it's so difficult to ramp something up in such a short period of time. You and our state chair of the Republican Party, Jane Brady, came out and you spoke to WDEL News and you had a press conference uh, saying that you have some ideas for this. And one of them that kind of caught my ear was having virtual learning centers. And how, what would that be and how soon could you get those operating? Well, uh, it's a, I would like you to keep in mind that these things are, are merely things that to address a short term getting us through this uh, COVID uh, pandemic that we're involved with. Uh, I don't want to get too interested in establishing a long-term solution because the long-term solution comes with, I think you had talked earlier on your show about uh, the, the, the scientists and the data. Well, if you can take a look at the CDC, which you cited before, uh, I saw that the uh, survival rate from for ages zero to twenty is like ninety nine point nine nine seven. Twenty to forty is like ninety nine point nine eight. The group that really has to worry is those above sixty five. That becomes ninety four point five. So I'm saying to you, it seems as though originally when we got involved with this, the idea was we didn't want to overload the hospitals, the ICU units, yeah. ventilators. And now we're trying to avoid people catching the virus. Well, I don't know if that should be the goal. It has turned into a fear, uh, a fear of the virus. And yet I just gave you the statistics from CDC that show that, guess what? It's not as bad as you thought. I know. Well, that and and, and let me throw this in as well, too, because I think people should have the choice. If a member of their family has a suppressed immune system, they have other health problems as well. I personally believe that those people should be legally given the choice of working from home, if possible, um, depending upon the kind of work that they do. And that also would include having the kids learn at home, too, in case. Correct. Yeah. OK, I just wanted to get that out there. Well, the answer is yes. Remember now, uh, another thing that was we're big on and parents are big on this, by the way, and Delaware, Delaware parents are very big on it, is choice. Letting the parents select the method or the means by which uh, their their sons and daughters can obtain the education. And I think, I believe the last thing I saw was the majority of the local parents prefer to have their kids in school. Now, just taking the situation you just described, suppose you have somebody at home uh, who's, um, uh, who's at, at risk. risk. Yeah. All right, well, maybe in that case, that child stays at home. For the online learning. And I think, uh, you know, Jane has already recommended that we have a, you know, a, a statewide charter school for the learning and all that. So the idea is uh, give the parents the choice to handle the situation for their home. Again, we are localizing the decision making. 
with the parents to let them decide what is best for them, their families, and their kids. And we want to make sure that they have something that they can go to. You are correct. There are some students who learn tremendously well with online learning. That's true. But there's a heck of a lot who don't. Yeah, and there's no reason why, if there's no problem at home, no reason why those kids can't get back into the school building. Okay, let's talk about one of the big problems here for parents who do want their kids to go to school. And sure. parents who say, I- I'm kind of ambivalent about it. I'm not sure because I'm unsure about the virus. And uh, But gosh, if I don't go to work, then the family is going to collapse because I got to buy groceries pay right. for the mortgage and, and utilities and everything else. Right. So it, one thing that kind of rang loudly in my ear from this press conference and the WDEL news story today, Ron, is these listeners of mine who, who, who are just, like I said, weeping at midnight, trying to figure things out. They don't know what to do and how, how can they make a living. And then you said, well, how about we have learning centers? And I thought, oh, my God, that's exactly the kind of thing that so many of my listeners has been, have been asking for. Couldn't we have a situation where we have a place to drop the kids off? They can do their remote learning there. And, and, there's, and in addition to that, there's something else that occurred to me, too. When, Jane Brady, when Jane Brady was, uh, was a judge, and even before that, she had a nonprofit that provided laptops to kids who were at AI DuPont Hospital for Children, and without a laptop, they couldn't continue their education. She had a charity that raised hundreds of thousands of dollars and bought laptops for all those kids. You guys know where to get the equipment. You You know where to get the things that kids need. Why not? Why, why not just have the Republican Party, you and other education professionals, find a facility, find some place, set it up and say, you know what, if you want your kids to be, or if you need your kids to be out of the house, remote learning, we have uh, volunteer educators here, maybe people who are retired teachers and others, and perhaps you could have a staff nurse and have a facility like that where they could do remote learning based upon the needs and desires of the parents. It's that's all. It's all very doable. The question is, we got to know, you know, the numbers. How many are we talking about? And then we have to locate the resources to, to support that. The answer is there are many solutions to the problems you're bringing up, Rick. Um, but I don't want to lose the focus. The focus is getting back the gold standard, getting the kids back into the building with the teachers. I don't want to lose that focus. Now we have to do other things in order to get there at this time. So I'm in agreement with you. I just want you to understand or at least appreciate the fact that what you and I are talking about now would be a temporary or something to, to tie us over until yeah. we can get to that final gold standard in education. What sort of bureaucracies might be in the way of this temporary solution? Uh, you, you'd have to make sure. Remember I told you about we're trying to do a systemic change. You've got districts yeah. and you've got the state that have to agree to something like that. Um, and I don't have a problem. I think they probably would go along with it. But if it were an independent operation, like a charter school, as we were talking about, yeah, they could just do it. Like if I were running a school, I could just do it on my own. Yeah. Why not? Why not just do it on your own? I mean, if a church can set up an, an operation wherein their uh, parishioners, uh, congregationalists yes. can, can come in yes. and, and, and they can say, okay, we're going to remote learn here. You guys, I mean, and honestly, you, got it. you and Jane Brady have so many connections, big connections here in Delaware. I would be surprised if, uh, like, for example, you reach out to the guys, uh, uh, 
Ben DuPont and Chris Kenny of Better Delaware. Right. I'd be surprised if those guys said, "Oh no, we don't want to. We don't want to bother with this." I mean, those guys can make a couple of phone calls, and boom, you could probably have a facility, have some funding, things like that. Maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but but I, I believe that you guys have the contacts, connections to actually do this sort of thing. Uh, the answer w- would be you're probably correct, and I, I would like to just throw out a little thing. Remember that what you and I are talking about, this thing with education, it affects everybody in Delaware. I don't want people, I don't want any of your listeners to think that we're talking about strictly education and kids who are involved in education, parents who have kids. We're talking about, and remember, this was the reason for the systemic change. It was the state's economy. The state's economy was going down the tubes, and the reason was the educational system wasn't producing the results that were necessary to, to attract business and retain business. So I'm saying what you're talking about, I think we could get everybody behind the effort you're talking about because everybody benefits if we are successful. I have offered my radio program as a platform for a number of different people, a number of different movements. I'll give a a, a brief uh, synopsis here. When um, we had veterans who wanted to have a veterans home here in Delaware, they were ignored by the newspaper and the governor at that time, and I said, use this platform. We made it a political issue. They forced it. It happened. We had the three-tier diploma, including the stupid diploma. And they said, we want to use the same model, Rick. I said, fine. I created a plan. They worked the plan, and they got it, they, they got it done. And, and these are not all Republicans or Democrats and such as well. Right. Uh, people are having a hard time with unemployment insurance right now. And I said to Daryl Scott, the director of the Unemployment Insurance Office, use my program as a platform. We've helped 1,000 people. So I offer this to you. If this is something you guys want to do, I have thousands of listeners who are struggling right now with what do we do with education part-time. I mean, we're talking... Just like you said, this is a temporary solution. And if if you and Jane and others want to organize uh, an, an education opportunity wherein you have a facility, you have uh, people who can help the kids, maybe, a, and I, I'd like to see at least, you know, one or two nurses there as well with the kids right. and say, we help you with remote learning. Mom and dad can go to work. You can use my state, my, my show as a platform because I have thousands of listeners who are begging for such a thing, Ron. I've written your name down already, Rick. All right. Well, God bless. Thanks so much. Always good to talk to you, Ron. Thanks so nice much. Nice to talk to you, Rick. Oh, you too. It's Ron Russo. He was one of the founders of the charter school movement here in Delaware, trying to find solutions to the problems that are happening temporarily as well as long term.